Hey everybody, welcome to Bearded Baker Banter, the sports podcast featuring 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 the Baker Boys. <laughs> there he is. Quite an there intro there. That's, that's a tongue tire. He is featuring. <laughs> All right, so welcome, Trent. Hello, thank you. Big John is back in action. Hello, missed you guys. Yes. Good to be back. <laughs> Glad to have you back here. So Trey is absent. For tonight's yes. episode, and I will kind of explain, or at least let's uh, let's give a congratulations to two of the beards, two of the beards, Tyler, you, as yep. well as Trey, who is not with us tonight. But you guys have both welcomed two new borns yep. into the family, into yep. this world. So, congratulations! Thank you, sir. Um, Appreciate it. <clears throat> glad everyone and the women are doing well. Absolutely. Yep. Had a little baby girl, and Trey had a little baby boy, so got some yep. new members of the Baker family yes. ready to rock and roll. So yeah, it's, New it's, listeners, new listeners. It's, it's, there it's, you go. It has been quite a week. Uh, glad I'm actually able to do the podcast, you know, even though I'm actually running on fumes. <laughs> but hey, wouldn't miss it for anything, right? So... Yeah, so let's let's get into it. Uh, we're gonna start this off with our booming topics. Uh, so we'll get this going here with some NFL boomers. Everybody's favorite time with the DJ air horn. Uh, I'm gonna get us going here with something uh, that I think is kind of interesting in terms of really kind of leading into the NFL season, and that's really coaches that are on the hot seat. Uh, you got a couple NFL coaches here, been in the year, you know, been in the NFL, been with their teams for a couple years, maybe haven't had the most success. I know I sent you guys some, you know, odds on some things uh, in terms of coaches that could possibly be let go first, etc. Um, just to kind of get your thoughts on what coaches do you guys think are on the hot seat, uh, and even possibly, you know, who do you really think is just solid? You know, hey, there's no risk of them. They can keep going on, keep it on, keep it on. So uh, I'll let either of you guys start with that one. <clears throat> I, I can start here, Dad, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Dad, do you want us calling you Dad or John? I'm just not I'm just John's, not sure. John's fine. John, okay. Well, that, we, that's John's, for the, John's for the audience. All right. Trey and I were uh, calling him Big John, or you could also call him Papa Bake. All right. Yep. Remember, remember sleeve, sleeves don't stand a chance? Oh, oh yes. there you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yep, no sleeves. No sleeves. Yep, no I know. Sleeves. Yeah, I, I didn't put a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me let me get started because, you know, Tyler, you sent us the, the odds, like you stated. Um, and, and I've seen these posted quite a bit around around the, the Twitter or, I don't know, is it, do we call it X now? I don't know. No, it's I don't still Twitter. Twitter. I'm not changing my name, what I'm calling it. Okay, so... Um, at the top, who had the, I guess, the, the favorite to be fired first was Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And I completely, completely disagree with it. Um, really? Person, I do. I mean, I feel like everybody's all over firing Mike McCarthy strictly because Dan Quinn has a heck of a defense there. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I truly think Mike McCarthy's going to have success this year with Dallas. I'm not saying that they're going to win that division with the Eagles the way that they are. Cause yeah. I'm reading a lot up on, on the Eagles D line and how dominant they are with that rook, those rookies out of Georgia. But sure. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this guy out there and I'm going to say 
he's going to be gone halfway through the season if they are not Ooh. if they are not winning their division or at least at is this, least is this the only coach you think is going to be gone during the season? Um, this is one that I could absolutely see if if things aren't going right, he's going to be gone mid season. Okay. Uh, Brandon Staley of the Los Angeles Chargers. He was he was on a hot seat at the end of the year last year. I, I'm I can't believe I can't believe with that complete debacle of blowing a huge lead in Jacksonville when Trevor Lawrence, even though they came back, still wasn't playing that great of a game. I'm pretty right. sure didn't he throw like a record of like four or five interceptions in the first half? It was like three or four, um, I think. Yeah, and, and you're a defensive-minded coach. Your offense was scoring, taking advantage of those turnovers. Yeah, You don't, fi- you don't finish that game with the amount of talent you have there. Sure. Um, and, and I think with their draft class, I think they drafted well again. Um, and, you, and, took- you just, and you just paid your quarterback big bucks. I mean, what? He's yeah. now, is he now top? He's top tier, right? For right yeah. now, yeah. until we oh, see, yeah. Yeah, until we see what happens with Burrow. But careful there. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> we can we can mention that. It yeah. makes me sick. But yeah, Brandon Staley, in my opinion, I see as being he, his odds were at um, plus sixteen hundred, yep. whereas Mike McCarthy, the favorite to be fired, was plus five hundred. Yeah, I would put Staley at least within. One or two hundred of McCarthy up there. So yeah. just my that's my main one that stood out to me. Okay, Big John, what do you get? What do you think on this? I see. I see Dennis Allen going at least at the end of the season in New Orleans. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's, he's to me, he's not much of a coach, and you know they they tried to shuffle some things around there, uh, some of the players they brought in and everything else. But uh, I see Dennis Allen. But I don't think he has the talent as a coach. The yeah. other the other guy. The other guy that I don't care for that I see probably retiring at the end of the year is Pete Carroll. Ooh, that'd be interesting. That's a bold statement. Yeah, retiring. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll retire. He'll, he'll, they'll allow him to leave graciously. Without firing him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. Was, he, was that Seattle's first Super Bowl that he brought him? You mean the interception at the goal line? I'm just kidding. Run the damn ball. I could be wrong. That might be, that might be Seattle's only Super Bowl. But, yeah, I, I, that'd be interesting. I, I definitely – I think Dennis Allen, he he's definitely in, in a very interesting spot where, I don't know, you bring in Derek Carr, the Alvin Kamara situation is something that really is something that everybody needs to pay attention to. Uh, their wide receiver situation – you know, something they need to pay attention to. I, I agree with you, though. I don't think he's a great head coach. I think he's a good coordinator. You know, I Decent just, coordinator. I, I just, I, I, like I said, I think it's the same song and dance where you got mm-hmm. Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. I mean, it didn't work the first time in, I think at that time it was Oakland. And oh, now yeah. you're going to bring him in again. It's like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting. I, <clears throat> I do, Trent, I, I agree with you with Staley being on the hot seat. Uh, the one that I actually think really needs to kind of be evaluated here, and I actually think it's kind of more of just all the turmoil that's going on, is I think you'll see Ron Rivera uh, possibly gone during the season too. Um, and I, I say that just because I feel like, I guess, I don't even know what the heck we call him anymore, just Washington. Um, I really feel like they're trying to hit the whole reset button. And, I mean, Ron Rivera... 
you know, he has a lot of notoriety as a head coach and people love him. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I think he's an okay head coach. I, I think he's probably him and Todd Bowles from the Buccaneers, I think are two that I could really see on the hot seat. Um, especially oh, during I agree with that one. So that's some of the ones though, you know, to kind of look at it, I, I'm kind of, I think it's comical that Vrabel is pretty high. Vrabel is plus fourteen hundred. I don't see if if Tennessee would ever part ways with Vrabel during, especially this year. Um, I think they'd be crazy. Um, I think Vrabel is a good head coach. I think he's a players' coach. Um, I don't see him leaving. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think in terms of who's solid? I mean, besides your obvious ones of like your Andy Reid, your Belichick's. Who else did you guys say is solid in sticking where they're at? That's what I, I kind of wanted to add in for for our listeners out there. Is I stated on Mike McCarthy was the favorite to be fired right. at plus five hundred odds, whereas on the opposite end, Andy Reid is the biggest. You know, no chance of getting yeah. fired. His odds of getting fired are plus twenty five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so just to kind of give when we rattle these odds off to give you guys where where some of these guys stand. Um, before I get into one that definitely won't get fired, I'm going to go with another. And I don't know. I just, I, I, there's something going on around this, this uh, team. I, I'm just, curious if it's the same guy I'm thinking, because there's, there's a, a name out there, a big name. Yeah. That I, I'm, I'm thinking is vulnerable. I, I think this guy's very vulnerable, depending on how this season goes. Um, even if they make the playoffs, even if they win their division, I think we could see him gone. Um, I'm going Sean McDermott as a potential mm. hot seat guy. I can wow. see that. Um, he lost, if you guys recall, you know, now Sean McDermott is a, a, a defensive guy, um, but he lost his defensive coordinator, Leslie, Leslie Frazier. Where did he go? Decide, just decided to sit out this year. So he he said he said he's not retiring, but is just needs a year off. So there's a very good chance. I mean, I'd be surprised if they if if the Bills wanted to go defense defense in terms of head coaches. Yeah. But I mean, I think when you lose a Brian Dable to the Giants and see what success he was able to have with that team, maybe yeah. you're sitting there saying, Yeesh, maybe maybe we need an offensive mind." To, to make sure that Josh Allen our excuse me there, uh, Josh Allen there is uh, is taken care of and our future franchise quarterback continues to play at a high level. So uh, I would just say Sean McDermott is potential hot seat member by the end of the year if they don't they don't do something do something big. So, All right, and and I can tell you who the next coach might be. Who? Oh. And, and hold on. Can I can I clarify? Do something big. Sure. What I mean by that is if the Bills don't make the Super Bowl, I think Sean McDermott could be gone. Yeah, That might be wow. a hot take, meaning surprise. But I think if the Bills don't make the Super Bowl, or at least maybe they get matched up with Kansas City or the Bengals in the semifinal, if they don't, or quarterfinal, sorry, if they don't make a, either a major win or make the Super Bowl, but I think they're, I think he's gone. Wow. Hot take. Hey, oh. hey, it's, it's hot, but you know what? You, it's just what I see. I don't know. I mean, you look at other leagues nowadays. You got guys that oh, they win their division, they get the one seed, 
Heck, they won a championship a couple years back, and they get fired two years later, three years later. You think even with yeah. Naeem Hines getting injured and stuff, though, like was Naeem get... Hines wasn't he wasn't going to be their starting running back? I'm not saying he was, he was but like be. still a key part of their offense. I mean, absolutely. I, I think and, that but kick returner, kick returner, punt returner, predominantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, what... I don't think it matters. All right. Especially with the new kickoff rule. Well, if they're looking for an offensive coach, there's probably going to be one available at the end of the year. It's going to be a surprise name for you guys to see. Sean McVay from the Rams. Yeah. Um, he uh, he's losing his talent out there. He's losing his players. I mean, he's he put now Matt Staff, uh, Matt Stafford's back in a Detroit Lion kind of situation where he has some talent around him, but he doesn't have the the dominance that he that he had when he got there and they, they gave him to win the Super Bowl around. Yeah. Uh, Sean McVay, I'm telling you, in LA, in LA, they want to win. And they want to win and continue to win and win now and they got money to do it. And uh, they won't play. I think that's a keep retirement it, situation now. Because McVay, remember, though, McVay almost left last year. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I see him going somewhere else. And, and if a job like Buffalo would be open, dear Lord, they'd suck him up in a minute. Wasn't sure where you're going with that. I said, hey, I'm right up. I'm, I'm, right I'm G. Um, I, I, uh, I, I Cover for Trey, to... remember? No, remember, it's usually Trent. Trent's oh, the expletive. No. Oh, no. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Trey broke do. the ice. Trey broke the ice a couple well, times. Let me point this out about the Rams out there. One, they went all in to win it that one year that they did. Yeah, they I succeeded. agree. I don't think they invested for future. Um, no. You did. You did take a Matt Stafford who was talented on the downside of his career. He got it. You know, he he's, he was good enough. But now you're seeing a decline in him. Heck, don't forget, guys, the Rams shopped Matt Stafford this year. Yeah. So um, you're right, Dad. I mean, I, I don't think McVeigh would ever get fired out there. But I, I, I do. Think it, I I think it's a retirement thing. Yeah. yeah no. Really he's too young to retire. Yeah, but he's already said it. He said because he has deals lined up in the announcing industry stuff. Like, yeah, he has. That's John like Gruden. Huh? Well, I mean, yeah, it's. I don't. Know, I I think one to keep an eye on. <clears throat> it's gonna be kind of nice that Trey is not here to speak on this, but um. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I think the Packers need to keep an eye on their coach, and Ooh. I I truly think that. He's one that really kind of could be. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if hot seat's the right thing to say, um, but it, it's kind of tough because I mean, yes, they are in rebuild, you know, but I think Lafleur, you know, he's kind of he's up there in terms of odds. He's plus fourteen hundred. You know, he's he's had some success, but he's also I feel like he's created some enemies too at the same time within the Packers organization. So I mean. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Um, I'm not saying he's going to get fired this year, but this really could be kind of a tell-all, you know, hey, what are we going to do moving forward here? Um, I think LaFleur is somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, One guy I do want to mention that I think uh, is interesting is I think Frank Reich is going to be interesting because uh, Frank Reich, when he was with the Colts, I I believe he had a different quarterback starting every single year he was the head coach. And I think, Trent, you mentioned it last episode that you thought that Andy Dalton might have been the the starting quarterback. I 
I, I did. I really, I know, I know it's, what you're going to say. But, I, well, I'm, I, I thought it was surprised. very interesting that they announced starting quarterback right now. You know, yeah. and I, I, I think it's good for Frank Reich to do that because it's, it's almost, you know, hey, listen, you're our quarterback. Go take us to victory. We're behind you. You know, it's, it's the captainship, whatever, like, whatever you got to do. I, I, I almost feel like Frank Reich did that on purpose because, <clears throat> like I said, he literally had a different starting quarterback every single year for the Colts. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good offensive coach. Um, I think this is kind of his way of saying, like, listen, this is my quarterback. We went out and did what we had to do. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, um, this is almost a statement for him. Yeah, I mean, he's – I'm sure by him announcing Bryce Young, he's not trying to sit around and treat it like, well, we're going to develop him. Yeah, he's got uh-huh. he's got he's got to win and win now. I mean that's sure. that's the NFL. Yep, you got to win now. Yep. You yep. know you got to win now. So, um, Ty, you said somebody that you just don't think has a chance of getting fired. Yeah. Besides, I'm not going to go with the the favorite of Andy Reid because no. yeah, there's there's no way in hell. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna I guess this guy. I'm actually surprised he's not up there with Andy Reid. I would say Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, I was surprised that his odds were plus. 3,300, which I was surprised they were that low. Yeah. Which I guess, I mean, I mean I, that's kind of what the Steelers have been the last couple of seasons. Guys, they haven't been winning. But they haven't been losing. <laughs> Trust me, I know have I made some in, bets have on Have they been in the year. playoffs? Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, know. I think if you're not in the playoffs, you're a Pittsburgh Steeler. Those fans don't tolerate much love. It's, yeah, but I, I see them moving on from Pickett before I even moving on from Tomlin. Whoa. If, if Pickett, um, and don't get me wrong, I, I think Pickett, Pickett's a decent quarterback, but I I think if he doesn't come out, I'm trying to think of trying trying to think of a phrase about like a bull coming out, like if he doesn't come out of uh, guns a blazing, I guess would be the best. The <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but if he doesn't come out hot right away, I think you're going to see Steeler fans start to question a lot of things because I do know that there are a lot of Steeler fans that already question Pickett. Just with all the question marks, what he came out with small hands and this and that, and everything else. But yeah, I was like, just gonna say they, you know, they're just trying to give him a hand, you know. It's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I agree with that. Tomlin, I don't think has any chance of going anywhere. Um, I also don't think Dable has any chance of going anywhere. That's the guy I was gonna say, Dable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Well, I like that. I like, uh, you know, it's like one of the. It's like its own holiday, right? The mm-hmm. first Monday after the last regular season. Called Black Monday. Black Monday. Yeah. So I, I do yeah. think I do think there'll be one or two in the se- in mid season gone. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, so I really do. But yeah, all right. Let's and, and Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's going to have to step up this year. He's got some talent now. I mean, I like the guy, but Dude. they lost too many close games. There's no and now way they're going to start winning no, some of those close games. There's no way MCDC goes anywhere. Dan, Cam- Dan Campbell's there for at least two or three more years. Oh, I love, I love the guy. I think, I think he's done incredible things with very little talent. So That's, that's what know, I'm but, saying. But like I said, now he's starting to acquire some talent. Yeah. So let's see where he moves with it. I think their only question mark there is a the quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's that's really their, their big question mark. But they, I think they also had a hell of a draft. So, hell, of a, hell of a draft, and, and they have a – Hell of an offensive line up there. Yeah, like that's what people. There you do, go. People do not understand that they have a, an 
awesome, experienced group of offensive line that have played together and have had a, had what's his name, Hank Fraley as their coach, one of the yeah. longest tenured offensive line coaches in the NFL. Which really, if you look at that, it's they're not really yeah. tenured for that long. No, so that's but, that's a good. Point. Yeah, I, I I think Dan Campbell's there to stay. Oh, I like the guy, but I'm just saying he's got talent. I'm anxious to see what he does with it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They never really possessed that much talent. So let's let's jump into our next booming topic here. I was gonna say, I mean, guys, you guys realize this time next week we will be getting ready to, and I will watch it. I don't care what you say. Watching the Hall of Fame game. All right. Wow. So we will have preseason football. Now, I know, not too exciting preseason, but <laughs> it's football, guys. You know, so uh, I'm excited for that. So I'm going to go ahead and share with you my booming topic. Going to stay right along with the NFL. Uh, and this week, the USA Today Sports section, uh, they released their annual projections, 2023 NFL record projections. Okay. Um, and then they also, within these record projections broken down by the different divisions, um, they also have the teams that would technically qualify for the wild card spots too. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do here quickly for you is just, uh, you mind if I rattle off who's first place in each division no. that they think? No, go ahead. Okay, so... AFC West, they have the Chiefs winning that division. Okay. AFC North, the Bengals, which, as we know, recent news might change that. Mm-hmm. Um, AFC South, they have the Jaguars winning that division. Wow. AFC East, they have the Buffalo Bills. NFC West, they have the Niners. NFC North, they have the Lions. NFC South, they have the Saints. And then NFC East, they have the Eagles winning it. So those are all winners of their division. Therefore, they're making the playoffs. Uh, do you want me to rattle off wild card spots? AFC, NFC. I mean, if you want to. I mean, there's, there's a. I, I have the full lineup here. Yeah. And I am baffled. Yeah, there's, there's some interesting things there, here. There's, but, there's one but, team that I'm really baffled by. I'm gonna say, let me get. It's the Chiefs being ten and seven. No, I'm not. It's not even. I'm just baffled by like where okay. they have teams in the in. The, yeah. Yeah. Go well, tell tell me, us wild card now. Get, we'll get into that stuff. So wild cards, and then I'll I'll tell you what I'm looking for. This um, Ravens would be a wild card team in the AFC. The Jets would be a wild card team as well as the Dolphins. Okay. Um, in the NFC, wild card teams would be Seahawks, Falcons. And Cowboys. Seahawks. Come on. Falcons. Yep. Tyler, I, I don't know why you're saying Seahawks like that. Seahawks have a chance to, to take that division with you guys. No way. I hate Seattle. 100%. And I, don't, do. I will never, ever give them any ounce of hope. So I will Oof. sit here and say that Seattle sucks. I don't, I don't see that quarterback having the same kind of year he had last no, year. Not they at all. Not all. draft so well. Just saying. Yeah, they also have to all sign right. the guy, too. So here's here's what I want from you guys. I want your guarantee in terms of a winner for this year. So a, a team that's either going to overperform, win their division, something, a guaranteed positive, all right? 
And then I want a guaranteed, <laughs> I'm going to say a guaranteed negative. Uh, a team, I, I guess I should say a guaranteed underachiever. Can I say that? Okay, yeah. um, and then I want you to give me something that I guess is on the lines of like a hot take, a surprise that people would be like, what the heck are you talking about? So I want a, a guaranteed achiever, a guaranteed underachiever, and then I want a surprise hot take. All right. Anybody want to start us yeah. off? If, if you're cool, Dad, I'll, let, you? I'll let you go. Okay. Um, let's start, hey, let's start achievers first. Right. Guaranteed achiever. Achievers? I think Trey would probably agree with me on this. I, I, I think he definitely, definitely would feel the Niners are going to win their division. Oh boy! Definitely, oh, definitely. You're, you're scared. <laughs> Chris, appreciate you. Do we have a Do we have you. a guest caller? Do we have a guest caller? No, he's not calling him. He <laughs> texted me. He goes, "Can't do it tonight, guys." <laughs> oh boy! No, I no, but I, I will say the Niners. The Niners are definitely the primo of that division. All right, I just stopped but, recording, so we're done. That's the end of the episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Train just ran into your train just ran into your theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So so nine, you're saying de- definite is Niners? Yeah, I gotta say that. Wow. I mean they're they're intact. They're intact and their team looks stronger than ever. And I think that Purdy Purdy's in camp. And uh and No restrictions. And and uh, you know, truthfully, I mean the the rookie they say is looking good, so who knows? Dude, and I'll tell you what, and just to kind of branch off of that, too. Have you seen, I know Shanahan had a whole article about, I've never had a grown man send me so many pictures with a shirt off about Debo Samuel. If you look at Debo right now, Debo looks fit as hell. And if he if he can put up numbers with his, dude, I'm telling you, if Debo can put up what he's been putting up and also look like he does right now, look out. Because they could be scary. You imagine having him and McCaffrey as weapons? That's what I'm saying, like. And McCaffrey and, all season. Hold on. I'm going to tell you guys the guy that's going to have a, his biggest year of his career is Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. There's there's reports that he looks like he's unguardable and doesn't drop a thing, yeah. which yeah. I think I think he's going to be the one that watch out. But. That's what they said about him coming out of the draft, too. So, so Tyler, are you just are you just like piggybacking no, that Snyder thing? Or? I'm no, sorry if I stole your thunder there, no, buddy. No, no, no. I mean, that's... Be, I just had be, to do that for Trey. That'd be very obvious for me to do that, and <laughs> I'm not saying I disagree with that because I totally agree with that. But I won't be. I won't. I'll, I'll go out. I'll branch out a little bit. I I think that a guarantee shoe in is the Chiefs. I I don't cool. see them dropping too much from where they were last year. They didn't really lose a whole lot. I mean, I I think yeah, when, they're, they're getting better. Yeah, they're they, just they're kind they of like hey, business as usual. I don't think they'll win. Um, I don't think they'll win their the Super Bowl this year. But I mean, is did Nagy take over offensive coordinator position? Yes. So I mean, it's, it's Andy Reid and Nagy back when they were with Philly. So I mean, and they had a lot of success there. And now you have a quarterback that's even better in Patrick Mahomes. So I I'd say the Chiefs are shoe in to really kind of take off where they're taking off with. So. I'm I'm gonna throw my guaranteed achiever uh, as, and you guys you guys know me. I, I would don't typically back this team, but I'm I would say I guarantee the Eagles win the NFC East. 
Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, I think they, they win the NFC East. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. you're like Mr. Dallas all the time. You and Trey, you're uh, like Mr. Well, Dallas, Dallas all the time. Dallas is going to make it interesting. They're going to be in the wild card. I, to- I totally agree with that. But uh, I do believe the Eagles are going to – I just – I think the Eagles – defense is going to be one of the best defenses we've seen in they a while. They lost both coordinators, dude. Uh, I know, and I, you know me. I, I I think on an earlier episode I was all over that, but I also stated that if you have talent... Yeah, they have talent. There's no doubt. Talent, I, I, just, I just don't understand how they get away with the deals that they make. So I'm... Like, and it always seems like they're stealing. Like, wait, they only got them for that. Like, they only had to give up that. Like, I'm I'm going Eagles as my guaranteed achievement. Well, can I also? I need to bring up a question with that though. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at at where USA Today has that division. Yeah, they actually have the Giants last. Yeah, which is I I think that is bullshit. Wait a minute, they have Washington over the Giants. Yes, yes, that's probably before Saquon was actually signed. They they added like an editor's note and says Barkley agreed Tuesday on a one year deal, but like. I still think that's crap. Like, I agree. I hey, it's it's a projection, Tyler. Oh. Pundits don't know anything. No, they Washington. Don't. How can you even think to have Washington higher than the Giants? I don't, this year? I don't know. There's no, no way. Yeah. All right. Well, let's right, let's, let's go, go with underachiever. So guaranteed underachiever this year. All right. Big John, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'll let you start with that if you don't mind. Wow. I really want to say that I really want to say the Dolphins because everybody's expecting so much out of them. I like that. But it's going to take it's it's one hit to Tua, and you're on to your next quarterback. Yeah. It's one hit. He's one hit away. So I mean, everybody's anticipating the world out of Miami after everybody they're getting and and everybody they've gotten. Um, but he's he's one hit away. Yeah, I, that's so I I see them underachieving this year. They may even make the playoffs, but to be honest with you, with everybody that they've gone out and after, they they should walk with that division. But the Bills, the Bills are going to win that division. Okay, I think underachievers guaranteed ooh, guaranteed underachiever, and this this might be pretty unpopular, but I'm. I'm going with the Saints. That's not unpopular. I agree with that. I, I just, percent. I think, I think having them to win the NFC South. I mean, it, it, and now this is. I'm looking again. I'm looking at the USA Today article. They, they have them at nine and eight, winning the NFC South. I just, no, I, I just don't agree with that. I, I think you'll see. I think you actually see the Panthers emerge out of the AFC or the NFC South. But I, I think that the Saints. I think are going to underachieve uh, I agree for sure. So there, there's also one other one. I, if I, if you don't mind me touching on too, that I'm kind of like going back and forth that I feel like this article has them way overrated is I think the Browns. I, th- I think, I think that, I think that Watson's Watson's first full year. in. Nope, I don't give a shit. I, I think, I think Watson has been out of the game too much stuff around him too long to have any sort of success, longevity like he did when he was with the Texans. Um, I, d- I don't see the Browns being too successful. And I think them have the USA Today article, I have them at 10-7, I think is way high. 
I think they maybe go eight and nine at best. Yeah, the Browns. You're right. So, and and it, that that division, they just beat the crap out of each other. Steelers, Ravens, Bengals. I mean, it's just it's just old school football. You know what I mean? Beat the crap out of each other division. Agreed. So my underachieve, I, I guess I don't want to, because they're not expected to achieve much. I was going to say Cardinals, because <laughs> I mean they're not going to they're not going to have a quarterback for probably the whole year. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say guaranteed underachieve will be the Denver Broncos. So let's ride um, to the bottom. <laughs> to the bottom is right. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm not sold on the Broncos. I think with having to play the Chiefs and the Chargers. Um, and those ferocious Raiders. Yeah, well, Raiders are on a win streak against them, but I think that streak probably breaks. But, um, yeah, so I'm going Broncos are going to underachieve. Um, I think Russell Wilson's overrated. Stidham. Uh, and I, get, and so I said it last I, week. Tyler's bold statement is Stidham ends up being the starter by the end of the year, so... We shall see. That's that's my guaranteed underachiever. There you go. Can I also I like point that. out the fact that USA Today has them winning ten games? Yeah. I I think they. I know you guys are both Raiders fans, but I think they disrespected the Raiders in the article at three and fourteen. Are can you I, can I ask you something? Would you be saying this if Jimmy G wasn't our quarterback? No, I wouldn't because you have exactly. Jimmy G. All he has to do is throw the ball up to Devontae Adams. That's all he has to do. I mean, that's – Jacobs, mean, and don't Jacobs get me wrong, doesn't like, care. I, I, love, I love Debo. I love Ayuk. I love Kittle. I love – but Jimmy's never played with a wide receiver like a Devontae Adams. All you have to do yeah. is put it in like a range, and Devontae can. Well, he'll have like 150 yards a game and like four touchdowns. That's all you have, have to a, do. I, I have a bad feeling that this this season we might see a a Randy Moss version of Devontae Adams in a Raiders uniform, Ooh, like the Randy Moss sitting on the bench. Yep, Ooh. not giving a crap, wanting out of there. What I'm they need, say, to, I, what they I, need to do is they need they need to somehow get Jacobs on that field though. They got to yeah. figure that shit out pretty quickly. I think I think That's Saquon big. taking his deal might help. I think yeah. it will, yeah. but let's hope. All right, let's go with the last thing here. I said I want I want something that is just going to. I actually have two guys. I really do, but uh, I'm going to let you guys go first. But a surprise, a hot take that most people would not would not probably agree with you. Okay. Big John, go ahead. You can go. Oh no, you go first. Oh man. Right. Oh, because I, I can start. I got him. Hey, I got go ahead. Start, yeah, start it. Okay. Yeah. Let, me, let me go with a team that I actually think is going to shock people in a good way, which is the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are going to be battling for the NFC South, in my opinion. Who's, Who is who's it? not. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, so it's a smart surprise. But you got – you, you have the Buccaneers projected as last right now, probably because you're looking at Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask being the quarterback. But you're going to get that offensive line back and healthy. You have those weapons on the outside. Um, you also have a defense that still has its weapons intact. I just think, I think if you put Baker Mayfield, although I'm not 100% sold he'll be the guy all season, 
if you put Baker Mayfield in a good situation with weapons around him in a stable environment, which I think, I truly think Todd Bowles and um, who did he replace? Who's the coach before him? Bruce Arians. Yeah. Right? And Bruce Arians is still, is still involved. Bruce Arians is sitting there still working maybe with the quarterbacks because he's quite a quarterback whisperer. Um, I think I think the Buccaneers could surprise a lot of people um, in a good way. The the ones that I think some people should be making a, a good little, I, I'd say if you're interested in sprinkling a little wager on a future, um, you can get this team to miss the playoffs for positive money, and that is the New York Jets. I believe that they will miss the playoffs. Really? <laughs> I don't know, man. I believe they will go nine and eight and miss the playoffs. Nine and eight, really? Nine and eight and miss the playoffs because you play the Bills twice, you play the Dolphins twice, you play the Patriots twice. Oh, the Patriots aren't the Patriots of the past. But does is anybody going to go into Foxborough saying, "Oh, this will be a win"? Nobody's going to cakewalk through a Bill Belichick coach team. So I'm just saying, I think I think the Jets. I think the Jets might. I mean, it's the Jets, guys. It's the Jets. It's kind of like the Mets. They let people down, especially their fan base. So, so, um, so what happens though when they get Dalvin Cook? Now that A Rod took a little bit of a pay cut. Well, I know, and and this is why my surprise is kind of taking a shot a little <laughs> bit because it it sounds like Dalvin Cook is a shoe in there, but I'm just I'm just gonna stick with it. I'm you get you get Dalvin Cook. I mean, your your surprise there is is. A surprise shit. Okay, I'll bet you a beer on it. <laughs> All right, deal. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. Oh no, no. Bet me this. I bet the I Jets make the playoffs. You don't. No, I want. That's I what want you just said. I want. I want my record. I want to say. I'll take under nine and a half wins. You take over. Ooh. Oh man! Ooh. Come on! I take under nine and a half wins. You take over. About ten. What about eight and a half? <laughs> he just said, "What about?" Well, I, mean, I was thinking, I'm like, that means no. Hold on, I was gonna say, no, I was gonna say that means that the Jets have to win ten games, and that's who. Well, I mean, I think you're gonna have to win double digit wins to make the playoffs, Ty. Especially, all right, all right, all right. Let's do it. Let's do a beer. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take them because I believe in Robert Robert Sala. You believe in Robert Sala? Yep. X Niner, buddy. That's well, Niner blood. Shanahan success. Ta- it's a Shanahan Ta- tree of right success. Now, we have a, this is perfect. Look at that. Without look, I just looked this up. The Jets' win total is nine and a half. Okay. Is over under nine and a half. For them to win more than nine and a half games, the over is minus one twenty two. Okay. Under nine and a half is plus one hundred. So you have the favorite, but All right, the I'll wager is right there. All right, All right so, so that's Jets, my surprise. Jets have to take. It get ten wins for you. Yeah. Okay, so ten, ten and seven, I win. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Ten wins. <laughs> right. I know. I'm just clarifying. Just talking myself into this. I know. All right. Um, I'll go real quick. I, my my surprise is <clears throat> probably not a popular one, but uh, my surprise is the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Um, I know they're losing Dalvin Cook, but I just have I have trouble looking away from somebody like Justin Jefferson and saying that you are not going to be very successful because 
again, going back to the article, Trent, that you mentioned, they, they have the Vikings at 7-10. and 10. They have the Packers at 7-10. and 10. They have the Bears at 7-10. and 10. Then they have the Lions at 11-6. I think the Vikings at least get second in that division, um, even without Dalvin Cook. Um, so they, Mattis ran well last year. What's that? Mattis ran well yeah. last year when he had his opportunity. It's yeah, I I know they lost a lot of key pieces. I mean, Thielen, Kendricks, Zedarius Smith. I mean, they did. Uh, Brian Flores looks like what is their defensive coordinator, but I just I think the Vikings will be better than seven and ten. Um, as I I haven't looked at schedule as long as they don't play a lot of primetime games. Oh yes, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> so, was it Monday or? Dude, so oh man. <laughs> Which Kirk are you getting, dude? Yeah. Can, so. But have you guys, I, I mean, I don't want to get us too, too off task here, but have you seen, like, the side-by-side comparison of, like, Kirk Cousins and Josh Allen? Like, it's yeah. it's actually, no, no. it's actually kind of, it's since 2018, right? Since 2018, right, Kirk Cousins, 80 games played. Allen, 77 games played. Um, completion percentage, Cousins, 67.8, Allen, 62.5. Pass yards, Cousins, 20,934, Allen, 18,397. Um, passing yards per game, Cousins beats him in that. Touchdown passes, this is nuts. And maybe it's because they're playing from behind, I don't know, but... Um, I like when you play from Touch, behind. <laughs> touchdown passes. Heck, <laughs> I mean, Kirk Cousins has thrown 25 more touchdowns or 15 more touchdown passes than Josh Allen has. And then you got QB rating. He's, out of he's thrown for more, but also count Josh Allen's rushing touchdowns. I agree with that. I agree with that. True, that, could, you know that, be, that could come back, though, to bite Josh Allen, though. That is something that... that Alan absolutely, but like that was something that shocked me. But I, I'm glad though, Tyler. You, you did say that the Vikings would win more games than expected, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you look at their team last year, like they actually they did really, really well. They, they just, went they went 13 and four last year. Yeah, I mean, now everyone said, "Oh, that's the weakest 13 and four team they've ever seen." But you're 13 and four in the NFL. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, like. You, you won 13 football games. You found a way to win that. Yep. Maybe you weren't a Super Bowl contender, but you won 13 games. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. I like that pick, Ty. All right, thank you. All right. All right, Big John, surprise. John. Mm. Sleeveless John Jackson over there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, let's see. Well, I... I... He's going to ground your turn. Mm. There you go. Yep. Yep. I, uh... I'm, I'm going to... I don't know. I, I, I just think the Bears are terrible. Wow. I, I don't think Fields will make the season. The, I, I don't think he'll finish the season. Finish the are season due to injury he's, or due to yeah, due to injury. He's he's too vulnerable. I mean, when when you when when Nagy when Nagy's there and he's got an offensive mind that he has, and they let him go, and, and, and you know, come on, seriously, who's going to be able to develop the kid more? And he started running and everything else last year. He's he's one shot away. It's true. Yeah, that's very true. They also I, I don't even see them contending. 
I'm on the opposite side of that. Okay. I, I actually, Trey and I are, are very, uh, we butted heads a couple episodes back, but I'm, I'm very firm on, on Justin Fields having a pretty darn good year. Like a bunch of Rams over there. Yeah, for the first yeah. half until he, until he goes out because he's going to take too many shots. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. But I like it. I mean, it's it would be, I guess, a lot of team, a lot of people are high on the Bears, so I see what you're saying. You think they'll yeah. underachieve. Okay. Big time. Yep. All right. Well, Big John, you got us one more boomer here before we uh, take a little look at the UFC card coming up this weekend? All right, let me just talk about uh, one thing that sort of sat on my crawl here a little bit. Um, and, and it's, not, that's, that's quite a phrase. <laughs> sat on my crawl. Sat in my crawl. In my crawl. Well, I don't in my that. crawl. Like, what the hell is that? Um, All right, you got to explain that because nobody knows what the hell that means. Yeah. It's like when a bird eats stones, it's sitting in my throat. Just I'm just chewing on it. Oh, you know, you know, so it's, it's um, like when you get it, the cream it, of the crop top to sit in your crawl. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I have to bring. I have to bring. You know, generationally, I have to bring. You know, the show up, man. I, you know, so we need an older demographic. We have all young demographic. We need an older demographic. Does this make um, us explicit now, Tyler? I'm not. Too no. sure. I, I feel. I feel weird. I think it depends on how deep in the crawl it goes. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go so, go, go ahead. Tell us what's Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, the, the deal with Sean Payton. What what the hell is he doing opening his mouth? Okay. Um, you know, he comes out this week criticizing Paul Hackett and everything, and all oh, the coaching here was terrible. All, all it is is if the average person with a brain in their head sees what he's doing. All he's trying to do is say to his guys, it wasn't you guys. It wasn't you guys. It was 100% your, just your leadership. He's just trying to get everybody to buy onto him real quick. Sean Payton is is a Hall of Fame type coach. Okay, He doesn't need to do what he just did. It, it, was, a, it, was, a, it was a garbage move. It was a garbage move. They, they play the Jets week five. I'll be honest with you. I'm pulling for the Jets to knock something out of them. I'll be in, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I will say this. I thought the Jets coach handled it very well by saying, Hey, at least we're on that guy's mind and we don't play him till week five. You know what I mean? That was his rebuttal. He, he didn't go back at him. He didn't go after him or anything like that. But Peyton, Peyton doesn't need the Jets are the Jets. Okay. The, the poor team has suffered for years on end. You know, why you poke, why are you poking that bear? You know, you're not even poking at a team in your division. All you're trying to do is just motivate somebody by tearing somebody else down. And, and, and with, to me, it was a classless move on Sean Payton's. Like, I lost a lot of respect for him on that. All right. I, can, can I? Can How do you guys feel? So, one, I think in the in the coaching perspective, I think it was. I think he crossed the line that you shouldn't have crossed. Right. Like, oh, I agree with that. There, yeah. There's tons of times where big name coaches replace other big name coaches that are well established yeah. in the league. I mean, that's a that's a fraternity where it's almost frustrating to some people that say, "Oh my gosh, these coaches just keep getting job after job after job, even when they do bad in some areas." Yeah. But I just, I just, you never know when you're gonna like need a coordinator in the future because Hackett's not that old. And he had success in Green Bay as an offensive coordinator. Um, and now he's back with the quarterback. I think I just thought the pieces didn't fit Hackett's system. Um, 
and granted, yeah, Hackett was also a first-time head coach. So, yeah, there was going to be some bumps and bruises and a little bit of a learning curve. I also somewhat think this is – I think this is Sean Payton almost coming up with a, a sort of excuse to say things were so bad here that I need more time to get this in the right direction. Oh, there you go. Good. That's a good call. So I almost feel like that was a little defense mechanism on Sean Payton's uh, line or, or for, for his case. So that's just my take on it. I don't know. I mean, I agree with you, Dad. I, I think he should shut his mouth and just focus on your team. Why yeah. give – why? It drives me nuts as a, as a spectator of sports but also a coach in sports. Why ever give your opponents – Dog Bulletin board material, yeah. you know. It's that's like, right. We don't have chalkboards anymore. Yeah, Dad, that's another. That's like up with sorry, the man. Sorry, tough star. Destiny racers is a thing of the past, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I think it's in your crawl a, though. Yeah, yeah it's, okay. I got it out of my crawl. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at on that situation. I agree with you, Dad. I thought it was. I thought it was uncalled for. What's your opinion, babe? Yeah, I I just think I don't I don't know I I think that Sean Payton. I feel like he's kind of getting back in the swing of stuff. I I agree with you. I I think just keep your mouth shut, let your play, you know, let your players play. Um, I don't think you have to sit there and take shots. I I think Trent makes a good point though too about, you know, maybe it is his way of saying like, oh shit, let me just cover my ass a little bit too, just in case we do yeah. suck. <laughs> you know, and yeah. well, hey, you know, these aren't my guys yet. You know, it's we got to get this, we got to get this. You know, I I think that's a fair assessment too. So I I just think. I think the Broncos aren't going to be – like I said, I, I've had a lot of comments on the Broncos in the past here. I don't think Wilson is the guy. Um, I think Wilson's true colors have actually came out over the years, which everybody, oh, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, he's such a great person, he's such a great guy, and then some things come out and it shows you kind of a dick, um, which is oh, – There it went. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah, I, yeah, there went our G rating. No, dude, it's, it's been – I've already surpassed that. I know it's my fault. <laughs> So, but like, I just, I think, I don't know. I, I almost, I think it gives him an out. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's his way of saying, well, listen guys, like, hmm, you know, give me some time. Let me work this in. I, I also question too, how long he actually stays. You know what I mean? In terms you mean of before he goes to Dallas. Uh, hmm. Hmm. What Interesting. That's a that's a spicy Ooh. thing to put in your to put in your crawl. Wow. Yeah, there you go. I'll leave it in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day he's gonna be the coach of the Cowboys. It's Interesting. Pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's like a, a boomer in itself there yeah. saying that. You know, that's a hot take. <laughs> hey, oh. I'm only a guest, so I have to hit you with boomers that are gonna last. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what are we on to next? All right. So we'll we'll get into I think we're gonna transition a little bit into some UFC. We're not gonna get into too many details with UFC just because it is the BMF belt. Uh this Saturday UFC what, two ninety one. Um yep. <clears throat> but what we're looking at here, we're gonna look at the at the top two fights. Uh and we got Pereira. Alex Pereira, Jan Blachowicz, Blachowicz, I say that right? Blachowicz, 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 Blachowicz. Yeah, there you go. We should probably ask Trey how to say it. He's pretty good yeah, at it. Yeah, pro- probably 
Probably not. Not with his yeah, shoe high. Shoe high. Shoe high. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then is this guy going to be traded to Boston? Yeah. <laughs> and then we also have Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje, who's your main of your lightweight bout main event. So those are really the two. One other ones. one. One other one I want to comment on. Okay. Uh, and we can start. We'll start real light one. Uh, the, uh, the Tony Ferguson fight against Green. Yeah. Uh, Tony Ferguson's lost his last five fights. Yeah. Uh, Tony Ferguson comes out and says, "Hey, I'm 39 years old. I'm reaching the tip of my prime. Prime." 39 years old. He didn't just get beat his last five fights. He got submitted. He got dominated in multiple fights. And he got knocked out. So the bottom line is real simple. This is, this is a, if Tony Ferguson loses this fight, his career is over. Because Green's nothing more than a UFC filler in, in the in the fight game. He's been there a long time. Nothing to really stand on. I mean, he's got really nothing to lose other than to make a name on, on a previous big name. Um, Ferguson's career was on the upswing until he lost five in a row. The thing that he was doing uh, that I do have to commend uh, Ferguson on was he was helping younger fighters yeah. uh, during the course of his training over the last the previous five fights. This fight, he said, hey, I'm going to stop that. I'm going to help myself here. So we'll see if that makes a difference. But if Ferguson loses this fight, his career is over. Yeah, I, I mean, all his fights will go the distance, don't they? No, he got knocked out and he got submitted, and then he was dominated on on several of the last well, he, couple. Fights. His he used to be a guy that was like never knocked out. Like I'm right. pretty sure that that knockout yeah. that was the first time ever. His, I mean, Tyler, to give you an idea, his over the over under in terms of rounds is two and a half right now. Two and a half rounds is the is the line. Now, so it's fight. but it's only now. Keep in mind, we got to remember this. It's only a three round fight, though. Yeah. Because so, some people could look at two and a half and be like, oh, yeah, five. Ferguson, Ferguson in his earlier years, remember he won like, what, 12, 14, or 15 fights in a row at one point. Yeah. He, he was on a tear. I mean, he fights a green. Green doesn't make it out of the first round. But now the condition and the, the situation of Ferguson, Ferguson's completely exposed now. Uh, I, think, I think Ferguson even loses this fight. I, I'd agree with you, Dad. I'd agree. Yeah. Ferguson's, he's on his way out. And like you said, it might be, I, I hope it's like a war for for, for these two. Oh, uh, I, I, I think he, he'll make it a war if he's losing. There's yeah, no doubt. Because it, it could be, I don't know, I mean, he says his prime, so I guess he's not looking to, to be on his way out. But uh, but to be to be the, what, the the third, nah, fourth, fourth fight on the card, yeah. second second fight on the card overall depending on the order you're looking at. But yeah, I, w- I would go with green in that fight for sure. I I would actually take the over, though, in rounds. I think it goes the distance. Agreed. I like, okay. I like a lot of overs on rounds right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Ferguson gets knocked out or submitted. There you go. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the main the main ones here. Let's yeah. go co-main event. Lahovitz and... Pereira, oh, who is yeah. coming up to the light heavyweight class here. It's big. Very that big. That is big. I, my, I'm going to give my two cents here quick. Um, I think guys that have to go up in weight typically struggle when they fight guys that are used to that weight. Um, I think you saw it with, with Adesanya went up and lost. 
That's one uh, person. I and I, uh, I think okay. he was. Vol- Volkanovski. Volkanovski went up and, w- and, and won. won. He and won, won that fight. fight. Should have won the okay. fight. All right, ready? I'll give you. I'll give you another one here. The first time he did it, Conor McGregor went up in weight and lost. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jan. I believe it's pronounced Blachowicz. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I'm struggling with this name. Um, I'm gonna go with him over Pereira <laughs> in this fight. <laughs> I really. Oh, do. Wow. I, I mean, you've seen that Pereira can get knocked out by a guy that's lighter. Um, now, granted, Adesanya is a, a, a lethal striker, but. I, I don't think Blahovic gets gets his respect, so I'm 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 gonna go I'm gonna be on his bandwagon to win that fight okay. over Pereira. Okay. I think it's I just I'm sorry I, I just think it's stupid that the UFC is not doing a trilogy fight without Asanya and that guy Pereira. So that's that's my feelings. Well, on that. okay. <laughs> oh, Big John, I'll let you talk about this because I I got a lot to say about this. Okay. Um, real quick, uh, Pereira six four. Fighting at two hundred five pounds, two fifteen. His previous fight, no. when you got to lose that kind of weight and fight to get to to get down to weight. Yep. Now he's fighting at a more natural weight. Yep. He doesn't have to worry about fighting, uh, losing weight, or, or or working on the weight so much as he does focusing on the fight. Um, and he can be himself. Uh, the other thing is, is uh, what's the what's his name again? The Blahovic. previous champ, Blahovic. What what he is is a past champion. It's going to give this kid an an opportunity to make a name. Beats a past champion, puts a puts a key name on his on his card, makes him more marketable. Pereira uh, wins this fight by knockout. He knocks this guy out of first or second round. Whoa! All right. With, and and he gets a name on his record. Okay. Knockout first or second wow. round. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So. Kind of, I mean, kind of to echo a lot of what you just said. I, I do think that I'm, listen, by no means am I comparing this guy to John Jones. But no. when But when you have guys <clears throat> that fight up where it's to a point where you're fighting naturally versus constantly having to lose, yep. you know, I, I think a 215, if you look at, let's, I mean, the dude's shredded as shit. But if you look at him when he was 205, he was kind of he was a little bit frail. You put him now to light heavyweight, right at two fifteen, at six yep. four. His reach is seventy nine inches. Blovich is seventy eight. Their leg reaches are both at forty four inches. I just I'm I'm going with Pereira. I actually took Pereira money line uh, at plus one or two on Fanduel, which looking at the odds now, I believe it's like minus one ten. Um, I think he's more. I think he's better off at a light heavyweight than he is, you know. Oh, agreed. At, you know, what, lightweight. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I just, I think that this is more natural for him. I, I think you're going to start to see something. I think that he could actually dominate this light heavyweight division, you know, especially with a 7-2 and two record, you know, already. I think you'll see something. I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. I think the Adesanya thing with him knocking him out, you know, he caught, he caught him. You know, he was due. But I think that Pereira's a little bit more natural at light heavyweight. So I, I do agree. I'm taking Pereira money line for sure, uh, in this fight. So if you can if anybody if you can find him at you know, plus odds like I did, take him as a dog. Um 
I don't know if I say knockout first round, maybe second. But I see it ending early. I don't see it going going the distance. So that's, that's what I'm saying. So I think he actually knocks him out with a leg kick. And guys, guys, you got to realize this. You got you got to realize this. Uh, Alessania, if he continues to make hay in his division, okay, I'll get that out of my crawl. If 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 he makes hay in his division, you said it, not me. And, and Pereira, and Pereira starts to dominate his division. What's it set up? Yeah, it sets up. up a monster fight. Mm-hmm. Good. That's going to be tough to agree on what weight class you do. Well, is is he's not is he's not a light heavyweight? No, that's what I'm saying. He's not. So I, he'd I think he's. Drop or he'd have to go what is what is he at middleweight? Is it middleweight? If it's a big money fight, either fighter is going to be willing to do either. If it's gonna, if if they both start to dominate their division, both of them will want to be. Both of them will want to fight in the other guy's division because they want to be a two-time champ. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's middleweight. I I said lightweight. I meant middleweight. Yeah. But so. my point is, is, is if if they they will want to fight the other guy in his weight class because that way they don't lose their immediate belt. Mm-hmm. And they get to be a two-time champ. Yeah, but I, I also think Pereira... And it's a big I, money fight. I think Pereira stays light heavyweight after he wins. Oh, I, I do too, but I think he'd be willing to fight the other guy again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go Let's go to the main event. The yeah. BMF, we can't really state what that belt stands for. That'd be extremely explicit. But um, bad... You you finish the rest, right? Um, mayonnaise and lettuce. Event, yeah. Dustin, can we say motherfucker? Okay. Like with two G's. Okay. Why not just say it? No, two G's. <laughs> two G's. Throw it in there. All right. Dustin Poirier <laughs> and Justin Gaethje right now uh, is the main event. So that'll be a five round fight. It is for this like made up BMF belt. Um, this, it's like the belt for the fans. I, yeah, I hope. Well, this I this is the this... belt that Diaz and uh, Diaz and uh, who was the street fighter that just recently retired? Me- Me- Michael Mazadov. Um, Mazadov. That's that was the originator of it. That's who folks for the first one. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually having I'm having trouble seeing Gaethje in this fight. Huh? I think I think. Just watch the last fight. I was going to say, if you watched any of Gaethje's last fights, that dude is nuts. One. Two, this this fight, has, I, to my I think this has a ton of hype around it. And I hope, as I was trying to say there, is I hope that this fight lives up to the hype. Yeah. However, I'm going to go ahead with my pick here pretty quick. I think it's going to be a slugfest. The over-under on rounds is right now set at two and a half, with over being the favorite. I think it goes over. Um, but I do think it does not go the distance. I think Poirier ends up choking Gaethje out uh, or submitting him. Yep. Not knocking him out, choking him out. Yeah. Go ahead, Big John. I'll let you wow. go. Oh, man. I tell you, I'll tell you what. I like Pur- I like Pur- 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 Poirier better than Gaethje. <laughs> Pur- I like him better, Keeping but I think, Gaethje, I think Gaethje wins this fight. Um, if you watch the last How's fight, he win? How's his, he win, though? Uh, boy, it's hard to say knockout, but I, I, I'll say decision. But I don't think it's going to be quite the slugfest that it was last time. 
I, I, there was nothing that can match that last slugfest. They were literally just standing there exchanging punches to the head. The 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 I think the key here is is Gaethje dominated most of the fight, the previous fight. He had him beat, and uh, the thing that he didn't do was his pride got in the way because Gaethje was a world class wrestler, and Gaethje when he got hurt continued to exchange punches to the head as opposed to tying him up and trying to take him down. And he had opportunities to try to take him down. The, the thing is, is Gaethje wore Perrier's leg out completely. His leg kicks were killing him. I mean, he was taking his entire strength away. And he had his opportunities, and he just he just didn't finish the fight. I, I honestly think his trainers will see that, recognize that, and I think that's why Gaethje wins this fight. I am on Poirier. I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, I'm on Poirier. I think Poirier is just too much of a badass. Um, <clears throat> I also see submission round three or four. Um, I think Gaethje makes a mistake at some point. Poirier catches him. I just I think Poirier is more of a badass than Gaethje. And don't get me wrong, I'm not dissing Gaethje. I just think Poirier is a little bit more of a badass. So that's where I'm going. There we go. Two, so you both are on Pereira over Blahovic. Yes. I'm yeah. not. And, then, and me and Tyler on Poirier over uh, over, over Gaethje. Gaethje. All right. Well, hey, what do you say we uh, rattle off our bet bales and backs here in baseball, move through them real quick here, and uh, wrap this thing up? What do you think? Let's do it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a different approach here. I'm going to bet on something. I guess my bet is against a team. And you guys are going to think I sound crazy. I'm, I'm crazy when I say this. But I am that? betting I am betting against the Rays. All right. Okay, the reason I say this and why, as high as they were on them with the way that they started. Still third overall. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I know. And and I think when we when we had our guest Derek on, he said how, you know, the beginning of the year in baseball, you can't win it all, but you could definitely lose it, right? Yeah. Um, but they did put themselves in a very good position with that hot start. Sure. But let's just let's just keep in mind of this: since they started out thirty and nine, to this day, they are now from that point forward, they are thirty two. And 34. Hmm. So I was always in so under for a while. What's that? So, so they're under. They're, they're losing. Under five. Since they hit that, that 30 and nine. Remember, they were 30 and nine. Everyone oh, yeah. was like, oh my God, it, the Rays are a, a shoe in. Right. And granted, they, they're still, they still have a chance to win their division. When, you know, they're, they're a good team. I'm not saying, but be careful. And maybe you want to keep an eye on some lines there when. You get, a, you get a decent matchup against the Rays. Um, maybe not take it. You, you could maybe get yourself a, uh, some positive money there. So uh, they are 32 and 34 since being 30 and 9. Um, that's a good call, good fact. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm betting against. Uh, I'm betting against the Rays. Okay. All right. Big John, what are you uh, betting on here? 
Mm. I'll bet on the Phillies making a playoff. I don't think they're going to catch the Braves, but uh, definitely going to make the playoffs. You guys need to catch me because he took the rug right right out from underneath me. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is, I think the Yan- okay. I'll, I'll, I'll move on. And I'll let you talk to no, that. You're fine. <laughs> uh, I I think the Yankees. I think the Yankees go and buy. Okay, I'll bet on the Yankees going and buying at the trade deadline to try to do whatever they can to just nip their way in. And then Judge comes back and gets healthier and healthier and healthier, and then they make a little bit of a run. You think he does, though? Like, <laughs> what? You think like you think when Judge comes back, you think... There, if the Yankees are winning, Judge is in the lineup right now. Hmm. Interesting. Jeez. Hey, I'm not afraid to say it. No, I know. I know. Uh, that's the way the athletes are right now. I mean, he's, you know... He, He'd be an active participant if they were winning. Right now, he doesn't want to be part of it. And he's thinking, hey, I'll get healthy. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm, so I'm betting on, I mean, like I said, I'm betting on the, I, I agree with the Phillies making the playoffs. I think watching them, especially against the Orioles, and again, we're not an Orioles podcast, uh, but at the same time, I mean, watching them against the Orioles, they they fought, man, and they battled, and it was like nothing was ever secure. Like O's were up four nothing, they came back. It was four four. It was like holy shit. Like, what more can you do? So, <clears throat> I definitely think the Phillies. Obviously, I don't. I don't think they're going to catch the Braves, especially with Spencer Strider throwing over ten plus Ks like every other game. Right now, why why does why do you think he gets over ten Ks a game? Because of his. Do you game. think it would be his his lip saddle? Totally. Oh my god, yeah. that's what I was totally, thinking. Totally his lip saddle. <laughs> You're not successful unless you have a lip. We saddle. didn't get a bang on that one. No, <laughs> no I'm I'm, de- I'm definitely I'm definitely riding on the on the Phillies and their success. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I I'm also just. I mean, I'm, I think I mentioned this last week. I think it was my bail was the Pirates. Pirates is bad. Like, they're just, yes. they're bad. I mean, they're almost last in baseball right now. I mean, thinking about having... Well, they're, a farm, they're a farm team for most of the teams that are contending. I just, I, 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 <laughs> That's I just, what they are every year. Yeah, I, but I, I just can't believe how hot they started and how far they fell. I mean, it's it's a, it's it's actually kind of impressive when you really think about it. Is is and I'm So I'm, I'm betting on... The Pirates just not winning. So <laughs> you want to put some things out there in terms of, you know, actual gambling. I mean, you can better against the Pirates. I mean, yeah, they're, they're struggling. I think their they're one pitcher, Oviedo, is like 0-6, 0-7 his last couple of starts. So some somebody to keep in mind if, if he's pitching too, you want to bet on that other team. So, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, my, I'm saying Phillies, Phillies in the playoffs. They're getting high at the right time. We also Trent mentioned this with Derek on a podcast too. You know, you get hot when you can get hot, and and they're and, you know they're coming around here. So I'll tell you, I'll, you know who you know who's really getting hot is is Bryce Harper. Yeah, well, he yeah, has to, and, and that's that's the thing is Bryce Harper is getting hot right now for the Phillies. Look out, where where his numbers were, he needed to get hot. Yeah, he he started to even be runs, respected at all. Hits. I mean, he scored. He scored the winning run the other night against the O's. You get Bryce Harper, 
getting hot at the right time, look out. So as long as he stays healthy, but yep. yeah, Philly Phillies are tough right now. So like well, it. let's bail. All right, I'm bailing on the <coughs> Angels being buyers and not selling Otani. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna strike out. Um, they're gonna. They're gonna end up losing Otani and not getting anything in return. Hmm. Uh, I don't. I just don't. I mean, I understand. I mean, I'd be as a, if I was an Angels fan, I'd be pissed if we traded the best player in baseball. But when it comes down to that point um, where it's like, okay, you either get something in return for him, or you're gonna lose him for nothing. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't see how. I don't see how they're going to make a playoff push and even make the playoffs at all. I mean, hell, I, I even heard like them being excited. Well, we just got Giolito from the White Sox today. Giolito's mediocre right now. I mean, he's playing for one of the worst teams in baseball, uh, in my opinion. Hold on a second. As well. the Angels got so, Giolito. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm just. I am. That's pretty- yeah, I'm bailing on this this Angels saying they're gonna they're gonna make a playoff push. So, okay. so I bail. Fair enough. All right, I'll bail on the Angels as well. And here's what I'm bailing on: I'm okay. bailing on the fact that all they're doing is throwing a marketing ploy into the into the act to hide the deal because they stop they they want to stop talking about trading Otani. They want to stop answering questions about it. And do the behind-the-scenes work, and then at the last minute, huge deals pulled off, and the Otani deal gets made, and it's all front in the media right now to take the pressure off, oh. so they're, they're so that they're not watched as much. No, we're keeping them. We're going to keep them. We're going to keep them. Oh, big deal! Uh, you watch. There, there's no way that they're going to that they'd be stupid enough to stand or hold on to them and take nothing when when you could you could take some team's first top three farm farm team uh, player form or anything like that. So I, I'm, I'm betting that they're going to be, uh, deal with Tony. Really? Ooh. Yep. Be interesting. So you're bailing on the angels because you're betting they're going to actually trade them. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, I'm, I'm bailing on their word. Do you, okay. So you, do you guys actually think that the Orioles have a chance of getting him? Yeah, they have, they have enough talent too. But I'm saying, they're, so they're, so who do you, and this this is kind of a side side convo, but I know I had mentioned the other day. I mean, you know, you're gonna have to give up a lot of talent and or capital of some sort to get Otani. Like, do you trade? Let's say I think I mentioned Trent to you and Trey. Do you trade Mateo? Do you bring up Holiday as your shortstop prospect, and then trade somebody? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do? Like, what what's your play? They're gonna have to give up something pretty darn steep. They're gonna give up. You got to be bigger than Mateo. Yeah, Mateo's not worth. He's not worth Otani. Ty, you're gonna have to get a serious like like Henderson. You're gonna have to uh, or or Callie or or whatever his name is. The other rookie. I I don't. I don't think. I honestly don't think. Rutschman, Gunner, Henderson for the Orioles, and I don't. I don't think. Jackson Holiday are touchable. What about I don't Hayes? Think that, I think Hayes could. I think. I think anybody outside of out of Rush, out of Rushman, Henderson, and Jackson Holiday. I think. Hell, I think anybody is potentially fair game there. Hopefully I mean, not Batista. 
Oh yeah, I mean, oh god, I mean, if you give up the Twin Peaks, I think you're you're crazy. But yeah, yeah I don't. I, I I honestly, I think I made the statement. It sounds crazy because you know I, I I've stated that I think Otani's gonna probably go down as one of the best baseball players ever in our generation. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's gonna have a ton of championships. I agree. So mm. I I really like this Orioles group, and I look at this guy. We get back to being an Orioles podcast again. Darn it! How'd we get here? Um, but yeah, right. I, I like the, I like not the a lot Orioles of them out group. there. I know, and I like the Orioles. Uh, I, I just like the chemistry that that team has, I, and they're, and they're just, very young. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so seventy-two yeah, I straight I, I series without a loss, without yeah. losing a se- or without uh, getting swept. Yeah, so since freshman's been there. All right, here we go. All right, here's what I hate. (sighs) Getting back on my high horse here. I am bailing on the Yankees. All right, I saw a tweet out there from a guy named Joe Randazzo. Okay, pissed me off. Said, the Yankees don't have a culture problem. They have a talent problem, which I believe is complete bullshit. Says, this is continue of the tweet. Over the last seven days, the Yankees have faced an army of starters. Now, this tweet is from Saturday. An army of starters with a 5 ERA, and they've hit 210, 298, 317 with 72 uh, WRC. They also have five doubles, a triple, and five homers. Truly abysmal. Okay, I think that's crap. Is The Yankees can buy whoever the hell they want. And to sit there and say that the Yankees have a talent problem is complete bullshit. Okay. Sounds right, like they have a GM problem. Right now, exactly. What you're dealing with is the Yankees, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know we looked this up recently, is I believe the Yankees have not won a World Series since about, what, 2009? Let me check yeah, it out. 2009 or 2010. Yep. So what you're looking at here is now you're going to sit, you know, and sit here, well, we have a talent problem. All right, I don't care who you are, who you're, who's tweeting what. When I read this tweet, I was like, wow. Like, they're actually going to sit there and say that it's not the team, it's the talent. And I think that's just a load of crap. So, that's that's where I'm bailing. Not, you know, yep, 2009, there you go, was the last time they won the World Series. Maybe, maybe they just kept the wrong guys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, that's, that's where I'm bailing. I hate it. I hate that tweet. I think it's ridiculous. I think that the Yankees don't have a talent problem because they are one of the five teams that can buy whoever they want, and they do. I think what you're looking at there is some sort of management issue. Yeah. Whatever it is. GM who can't identify talent. Right. I mean, they, they haven't been good for, what, what was, oh, man, I can't think of his last name. What was the guy, what was the manager when they won in 2009? Um Got fired from the, by the Phillies last year. Really? What? Yeah. He was the manager for the Phillies. He's the one that Girardi. Yeah, Joe Is Girardi. he the one in 2009, yeah. though? Yeah, he's the one that last got him got him there. Okay, because I was, I was thinking of Joe Torre. No, Joe Torre Tor- was during their, their prime. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they haven't had dynasty. the Yankees since Joe Torre. Yeah. You know hey, what I mean? Listen. Don't don't make it sound like you're complaining. I'm not complaining, but I'm, I'm bailing on them. I just I I this this Yankee thing, man. Yeah, you, know, you know how I feel. So yeah, bury him, bury him in the in the the bottom of the division. I yep. love it. Yep. I'm okay with that. 
I agree so, with that. So let's let's keep let's keep. Tyler, I'm actually Tyler. Once again, I'm backing your bail. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, I'll I'll bail for you guys here quick. Uh, since July fifth. Since July fifth, and this is just a trend that I'm that you got to be aware of. Of the there are three teams that have not won more than five games. Hmm. Since oh. July fifth, is this backing or bail? This is my backing. Okay, sorry, you said bail. I, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I just say it's a trend, so it's my back. It's my back, and I'm paying attention to this. Um, we've already mentioned actually all three of these teams a little bit recently. Tampa Bay Rays have not won more than five games since July 5th, okay? Uh, oh. The Pittsburgh Pirates and the Chicago White Sox. Everybody else has at least won five or more games in that time span of, of There's only July three. 5th. I thought you said there were five. Nope. I said no. since July 5th, oh, okay. only three teams have not won five games or, or I'm sorry, more than five games. And that was the Pirates, White Sox, Rays. So, uh, once again, just blows my mind that Pirates, Pirates were a team at the you know early on that we were saying, man, with that division they have a chance. Uh, White Sox were a team going into the year that there was a lot of high hopes for, and the Rays are still in the mix. But you keep doing this, it's very easy to fall out of the mix, especially if with that AL East the way it is. So, yeah. yeah. So from July 5th to July 27th, those three teams have not won more than five games. That's awesome. Good call. All right, Big John, what's your, what are you backing here? What are you following? What am I backing? Oh, man. <laughs> Let's come back to me on that. All right, so I'm, I'm backing right now. I'm, I'm going to stick, and I don't want to sound like a broken record. I'm backing the fact that uh, pitcher strikeouts, dude. <clears throat> I I am. I think this might be the first time that I've had so much fun analyzing pitcher strikeouts, overs, unders, wherever that. And honestly, I mean, I want to take a gambling perspective of it. Is it's it's very cool to see if you look at some of the different books with with the K props. Is you're gonna get some books right now that are like, let's say a pitcher's at seven and a half. In one book, you might get them at six and a half in the other book. I'm trying to figure out where they're at and look at their averages. But that's that's I've had a lot of fun looking at it. I'm, I'm back in K-Props still. Um, heck, today, I mean, Thursday here, you know, I know we're airing Friday, but Thursday my K-Prop was, um, was it Mikolas from the Cardinals? And I looked at it, and I'm like, holy crap, you know, .2 innings pitched, 1K. He got ejected. <laughs> so is, it, is that what it was? That's what it was. I, I'm, I'm like looking. I'm like maybe he got hurt. Boy, like what the heck happened there? You only had one strike. I'm like I took his under four and a half, and that was you want to talk about cake? That was pretty easy. So appreciate that, Miles Miklas uh, from the Cardinals uh, for getting ejected for hitting somebody I think in the head. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, K K props where I'm at. I know Trey's definitely probably back in his. His walk props, I know he's been pretty successful with a lot of numbers and things. But, yeah, so keep an eye out on our pitcher props here with walks and Ks. So we're, you know, having some success with that stuff. So, All right. 
Round it out, Big John, with backing. What are you backing? What's your trend? Uh, I'm back in the Flyers' new management. I'm going to talk a little hockey if that's okay. Are we all right with that? Well, yeah, but we usually do backing with baseball, but... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Complete. No, I, I'm just... I'm, oh, I'm a little concerned. I just wanted to bring up a point about the Flyers. Sure. I'm a little concerned about them letting D'Angelo go off for the Hurricanes and... I'm just hoping this rookie that they drafted makes a, an immediate impact as much as they say he can. So. He's, got, he's got a year, so. I know. All right, so so in baseball, I'm back, I'm back in the Orioles. Uh, the Orioles continue to do battle. Um, tough series against the, the Phillies and still, like I said, still continue to shine. Um, you know, just – it, they got youth. You just hope they have enough veterans in the in the clubhouse to keep them sane down the stretch. Yeah, I hope they keep it going here because it's – losing two to the Phillies kind of pissed, pissed me off, but they were also very close. It wasn't like they were blowouts. Yeah, they, but they, yeah, they were in the games. games. Guys, so, they are yeah. the second-best record in baseball. Wow, the best think about record. that. They're the best record in the AL right now. Yeah. yeah. The Braves are only the team with a better record. It's crazy. So, yeah. I, I'm, Dad, you don't got to worry. When, when it comes down to it, just back the O's, man. We're basically an Orioles podcast, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> Only when it comes to baseball. Yes. yes. There you go. Well, so. hey, I'll tell you what. A couple quick things here. You know, it's, it's it's tough sometimes. We're in the, I guess we're approaching the dog days of summer, I guess. I'm not too sure. Oh, I mean, who knows? Um, listen, you got 42 days till NFL football starts officially. That's regular season. Right, and then here we go. Twenty nine days, and just under—I believe it's just under thirteen hours—until college football week zero kicks off. Wow! Wow! So, boys, put that on your radar. You know, this podcast will have a little bit of a different feel for it when we get to actually talk some some college football. Man, I just—I just can't wait for some action. I don't know about oh, you guys. Dude, action Tuesdays. That's right. Dude, so, best time of the year. <laughs> yeah. I, I Northern, think as Northern we, uh, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. As we start approaching it here, uh, Ty, you could add on to this, but uh, we're, we're going to be doing some previews here of college football, NFL football, yep. some more in-depth, not just player, but uh, division breakdowns and conferences. Yeah, we'll, we'll so. start to uh, bring – we'll bring in some specifics here with college football. We'll also start looking at NFL uh, ranking teams, ranking divisions, looking at you know what our predictions are in terms of uh, division winners, uh, in terms of college football playoff. I think we also might take a look at some of the you know tops. That we might, we may. I'm still, we're still in kind of discussion of this. We may actually look at like our top 50 in terms of uh, NFL players, um, kind of like they do a top 100 with ESPN. Oh. Pro football that's players cool. and stuff. So we'll we'll start to look at some of that th- uh, some of that stuff. But yeah, that's, that's what's coming up here. We are definitely hitting some of the NFL and NCAA football stuff coming up here. So keep an eye out. Uh, we're also looking to bring on some guests, some more guests um, as we move forward. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, www.beardedbakerbrothers.com is our website. Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Apple. Uh, appreciate everybody listening on this Friday morning. See you guys next week. Hey, can I make one closing comment? Absolutely. 
Um, Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame votes for the for mm-hmm. the Pro Football Hall of Fame have been coming out. Uh, you know, as far as who your semifinalists and all that kind of stuff. And I'm hoping the veterans, the, the veterans committee finally wises up, recognizes a buddy of mine named Gary Collins, played for the Browns during their heyday. They won world championships, not just, it was prior to the Super Bowls, they won world championships. He has better statistics than Lynn Swan and, and Stallworth. Uh, Swan's, in his, Swan's in the Hall of Fame. Gary Collins was an all-pro punter in addition to being an all-pro receiver, caught the first touchdown on Monday Night Football. He played with a better running back than Lynn Swan played with. He played with Jim Brown. Um, so, you know, a lot of the players on that team have been recognized. I think it's time Gary gets his recognition and gets into the Hall. Okay. Could also talk about that on some of our Hall of Fame episode stuff because, whoo, don't get me started. More, on more yards per catch, more touchdowns. Dude, there, there's people. There's people trying to put Cam Newton Everything. in there. They're trying yeah, to put Donovan McNabb. You know, it's yeah, it yeah. is what it is. But yeah, yeah. Right. sorry, went on a little thing there. I'm just disappointed that he hasn't been recognized. Yeah, we're good. All right, appreciate you guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Have All a good right. weekend. Yeah. All right. Thanks, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. All, All right. right. Have a great night. All right. See you.